0: Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC Chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today.
1: Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Leticia Nago, the 2022 President-Elect for the Metro DC Chapter of the Association for Talent Development.
0: Hi, I'm Christina Eanes, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie Hupka, a Chapter Past President and a member of the Pod Squad here at the Metro DC Chapter of ETD. We also have Helena Hodges. She is our Vice President of Finance and Operations as our producer. For today's episode, we are interviewing thought leader, thought leadership expert, adjunct professor, and prolific published writer, Vivian Blade. Vivian is also a consultant, a keynote speaker, a trainer, an executive coach, and a talent management expert. Wow. Welcome, Vivian.
2: Thank you. It's so good to be with you today.
1: Now, before we jump into our topic of how to influence with scale, please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners.
2: Okay. Um, well, as you mentioned, you know my my passion is helping to develop leaders and to um, build better workplaces, more resilient workplaces, and workplaces where leaders and professionals and talent development professionals have a an, an authentic. Type of influence style. So um, I have worked in the corporate environment for over 20 years. I, I worked full time for GE and, and for Humana and have been out on my own for the last 12 years, working with organizations and professionals and um, with uh, association uh, conferences and chapter meetings. So I just love the, the work I do and, and having the opportunity to have a conversation with professionals like you all today.
1: Nice. Now, what a topic. Let's tap into your expertise. You wrote a book about influence where you started with discussing what motivated you to write about this in the first place. Can you share that with us?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, You know, as I, I thought about this topic of influence, it really goes back to you know, as a, a talent development professional, one of the opportunities that I saw as I was working with different organizations and, and clients and seeing this need to further develop this skill of influence And so as I began to really think more about this, this topic and from a training perspective, there were three really key experiences for my career that, um, really influenced my influence, you know, and helped me to learn a lot uh, about this topic of of influence and this skill of influence. And, you know, one of those was when I was a product manager and I had responsibility for a portfolio of cooking products. I worked for GE Appliances at the time. And Mm -hmm. um, I worked with um, people from all functions of the business and while i had some pnl responsibility uh as a product manager you know most of the people i worked with i didn't have authority over so you know influence was critically important in that role yes yeah um the next role i went to was was in customer experience where we were adopting the net promoter score Type of, of discipline and measuring customer experience and using that insight to transform our products and services and our customer experience. And, you know, again, I was working with leaders, uh, executives who were at higher pay grades than I was at that time and mm-hmm. trying to influence them. With this insight that we had learned um, to make changes and in, in where they invested in products and, and services and how we could do things differently. So, you know, again, not in the position of authority, but really needed influence. And then, most certainly, in, in this role as a consultant, talent development expert, you know, coach, influence plays a, a key role. Um, you know, the other a couple of things I'll say about your question is, you know, another key influencer was my mother. And, you know, when we had a a big milestone birthday for her, the number of people who, who came out and talked about the impact that she had had on their lives and how she cared for them and and was so concerned for them, um, you know that was an another thing, so you know that that initially got me interested in the topic and and writing from a lot of my experience, and then the book actually came about when ATD was deciding decided that they were going to release a soft skills series of books and influence was one of the topics and because I've done a lot of work with with ATD yes. uh, I was one of the people that they reached out to and you know, had the opportunity to author the influence book as part of that series
1: how interesting now we know that talent development professionals they understand the importance of influence in our industry as you just stated can you explain to us the role that we can have when it comes to having some level of influence ourselves and developing influential skills in our workplaces?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I think about... The, you know, a couple of people who I I interviewed for the book and then, and then when I did the, the, my book launch event, I invited them to share some of their, their thoughts about the importance of this topic of influence, the skill of influence for talent development professionals. And I recall that, that one of those professionals, um, Talked about the fact that uh, her name is Sandy, and she talked about the fact that her team's purpose and she leads talent development for an organizational development in her organization. And so she talked about the fact that her team's purpose, their sole purpose, and her sole purpose in her role is really to help the organization move forward towards their performance goals. And just look at the breadth of that. And the opportunity we have as talent development professionals to touch so much in this organization and to make such a meaningful difference there. So, you know, I, I think that really is just kind of summarizes it very well for us.
1: Yes. Influence, it's such an interesting topic for a lot of people, and a lot of people are not sure how to attain it. And it's often organically displayed or demonstrated by people in leadership positions. For those who are not quite there yet and understand that influence can really be an asset for them as they grow in their career and through the different roles that they take on, what can you recommend they consider if that's an area they would like to improve? Especially when you think of someone who may not be in a high visibility role or have the type of job titles that doesn't automatically make them perceived as being somebody in a position of authority.
2: Yeah, sure, sure. You know, and and many of us along different paths in our careers, you know, we're not necessarily in in positions of authority. And um, even if we are in leadership roles, you know, unless we're the CEO or in the C-suite, there are, are other people who are... Uh, we're trying to influence who are at senior level positions uh, yes. to us. But, you know, I want people to remember really that authority doesn't really equate to influence. Um, you know, you you may have power over others because you're in an authority position, yes. but are you really influencing behavior? And are you really earning that followership because of the trust and the respect that develops? You know, I remember in my career, um, probably mid-career for me, I worked for a leader who was known as being pretty hard-nosed and um, really led that way. Um, you know, the his team, his peers, you know, worked with his, his peers that way. And though he may have had some authoritative power, you know, some power to make some decisions and things. The relationships were strained, strained with his team, strained with the people that he worked with at his own level. And so he had very little influence, actually. And so, you know, for us to really think about what influence means to us and how we develop that influence it, it really is a, a longer term game, you know, for us here. And influence with scale that I introduced in this framework is, is really about the relationships based on relational principles, really, um, you know, and, and how we influence because we care you know, about the individuals we are interacting with.
1: I'm so glad you're talking to us about the differences between authority and influence and what influence really means because a lot of people have experienced what you just talked about where you have someone who is in a position of authority, but yet behind the scenes, they may not be quite respected because it doesn't come from a position of influence, so to speak. So thank you for sharing that. That's very helpful. And you mentioned influencing with scales. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How can professionals be more impactful if that's one of their goals?
2: Yeah, sure. You know, and and going along with your uh from your other comments and and as I talk about the scale framework too, my whole point here is to help professionals be influential rather than just have influence, or I'll say use influence, Mm -hmm. but become influential individuals. And that's why the influence with scale framework is principles based. And I use scale as a term to scale your influence for greater impact. And scale actually is an acronym for five key principles that help us to actually do that, to elevate our influence and and to become more influential. And um, so I can share just briefly what those five principles are. Would that be okay?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, So the S is for social capital. And I'll just give you a rundown of what they are, and then I'll come back and briefly just talk a little bit about them. Uh Um, So the S is social capital, C represents courage. The A in scale represents authenticity. The L represents leaning in with passion. And the E represents engaging a diverse and inclusive workplace community. So when we pull together this framework of principles, we can actually scale or elevate our influence for much greater impact in our roles and in our personal lives as well. So, you know, what is social capital about? That is investing in the relationship selflessly. You know, we we give before we expect to get we don't even expect to get back but we we give because we can help you know we can do something to invest in others and we know the universe and karma you know always comes back and, and we we reap the benefits of the investments that we make yes. you you reap what you sow you know Are you many mm-hmm. of us have, have heard that saying and my, our parents used that with us a lot when we were growing up so if you plant mm-hmm. seeds and, and you water them then they will bear fruit, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, courage is, is the second influence principle. And sometimes, especially because we're not in positions of authority, we have to have that courage. I know, you know, there, there have been times when I've tried to um, make a recommendation Uh, As I was coming along in my career to maybe somebody who was a little bit more senior than I was. Um, and, And many of us in talent development, you know, we get this where someone will come to us saying, I need leadership development or I need communications training. When we haven't even talked about what their challenges are so that we could come up with the right recommendations, which may be different than they've requested from us. So, yeah, so would you say that 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 needs some courage sometimes?
1: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely and then authenticity, that third influence principle is, you know, how we show up, you know, on, authentically, um respectfully, you know, we 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 have to be mindful of the culture that we're operating in, you know, and and the environment that we're in, the uh, values, but um, not try to be somebody that we're not. Um, When we're not in that position of authority necessarily, we can still be ourselves and use influence, be influential, build those relationships, make some investments so that we can be ourselves. Um, I talk about avoiding the imposter syndrome, where um, you know we we don't have to fit in the shoes of somebody else. Uh, you know, we can be ourselves and, and still have influence. Leaning in with passion is the fourth influence principle, and it's really important because um, we, in our work, if we feel like what we do is important. And if we align our values to who we're working for and the kind of work that we do as best we can, then we're going to be passionate about that. I know that that happens for me with the organizations I get to work with, the professionals I get to to work with, the transformations that I get to see in people is inspiring. And so that helps me to lean in with passion because I know that I'm making a difference. And then engaging a diverse and inclusive workplace community is important to influence because we can't be influential if we don't have and invite diversity, if we're not inclusive of people who are not like us. And one of the, the... Tactics, or I won't say tactics, but strategies I'll say with becoming more influential is to extend your influence into your community. You get greater influence if you extend that influence to others and allow other people to shine and to thrive. So, you know, that's a summary of the the five um, influence principles and If we embody those and really work on those, as I mentioned, for the long game, then we can be truly influential and make significant impact beyond just what our roles are day to day in our jobs, but from our lives.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Those are so relevant and I can see this being applicable in different environments, Now, there's something to be said about ethics when we talk about influence, and that's an area to consider when we tie the two. Can you tell us uh, what your thoughts are on that?
2: Yeah, you know, many of us can remember a time when we felt like we weren't treated fairly or someone was taking advantage of us you know one of the the mistakes i talk about with that people make with influence is that they they mistake influence for manipulation and and they are manipulating people uh-huh. rather rather than really keeping people's best interest at heart yes. so you know it's it's not just what i see as ethical but it's also what is ethical in the other person's eyes as well so you know we have to remember that um you know I, I remember early on when I'd started my business, I had um been contacted by someone who was a marketing expert, and you know he was gonna help me get running up and running in my marketing in my social media and my, my branding and um I didn't know him, but you know I put some trust in him made made an investment it wasn't a whole lot of lot of money at, at the time but He did not deliver. After that, I could not get in touch with him. He did not deliver on what he said he was going to do. I eventually went to the Better Business Bureau uh, about him. But we don't want to leave that type of bad taste in other people's mouths. So when we influence, we really do have to be concerned about what's important for others and think about the values that are important for us and how we want people to, to know us and what we want them to think about us, the reputation and the brand that we want to have as a result.
1: Absolutely. I always think in terms of legacy, you know, what you're leaving mm-hmm. behind long after you're gone.
2: <laughs> oh so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so interesting and very helpful. And I love the approach that you're sharing with us. Are there any go-to resources that you think our listeners, the talent development community and others, might benefit from knowing about?
2: Yes. um, Of course, with the book that was just introduced by ATD, it is available on Amazon. You can also go to the ATD website and go to the bookstore. You can find it there. As I mentioned, it's part of a soft skills series. So as you go to either place in Amazon or the uh, ATD bookstore, you'll see links and references to the other books in, in the series on emotional intelligence, on creativity, and, and some of those other topics. Um, I also have a website that is talks a little bit more about this, this whole concept of influence and share some free resources that you can take advantage of. And that is at influence with scale.com. So influence with scale.com. And then of course, resilient, um, ResilienceReady.today, uh, which I was gonna gonna say, that's my my other book, but we're not talking about that one today. I just did another <laughs> podcast interview on that topic, so my my mind is all, nice. all mixed all mixed up. But I was gonna say VivianBlade.com, which has, uh, if you go to my articles, there are tons of articles for your chapters. You can repurpose those articles uh, in your your chapter communications, e newsletters, and things like that. Um, you know, they're they are there there for you. And, you know, I I have um, retreats and coaching and and other opportunities if people want to dig in deeper and need some personal support.
0: I am also a big fan of Robert Cialdini's
2: work uh, in influence and persuasion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great resources there too. Yes, it is. And and I will say, and I, I used a lot of that in, in my research. And I, I want to just add, while we are all at some points going to use a lot of those tactics, even if we are our principles based around the, these influence principles in the scale framework that I've introduced, there will be times when I need somebody to make a decision, or I need to persuade someone, or I need to use my authority. Um, But we want to do that in tandem. And when we can do that in tandem with these relational principles, these character-based types of principles that I've talked about, then we can be even more influential and more powerful and more effective in our roles. So thanks so much for bringing that up, Chris. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to use our powers for good, like you said. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) Okay, Vivian, it is that time in the episode where we do the rapid fire questions. So each question, there's a little bit of a a time constraint here, right? Each one requires no more than 60 seconds to respond. Are you ready for some rapid fire? Bring them on. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) Give us one book that all talent development professionals must read and why.
2: I'm going to say... Own Your Life, I'm sorry, I'm getting into the backward. Own Your Career, Own Your Life by Andy Storch. And he talks about the fact that um, when we really do take control of our career and, and own that and navigate that, then we can fulfill our life's purpose and have a much more fulfilling life.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay. Give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using.
2: Session Lab is an online tool that helps you to basically do instructional design or, or in, and lay out the framework of your sessions with timing and resources and facilitator notes. I have found that to be really helpful.
0: Oh, awesome. And do we just Google Session Lab or is that like sessionlab.com? or? Sessionlab.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the best piece of talent development related advice you've ever been given?
2: Probably the best advice is that it's not about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, as, as talent development professionals, we need to get out of the way and, and get out of our own way. And, um, you know, we don't know everything. We can't know everything. And we, we want to. <laughs> The, the ways we can best develop is to develop that learning from the community and from the individuals that are are part of our, our courses or, you know, in our, in our circles as talent development professionals. So it's not about me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I love that one. What's one thing you're excited about that's coming up in the next year?
2: You know, I, I think just getting back to, I hope, more in-person events <laughs> and being able to um, commune yeah. again with, with, yeah, the, the people that, that give us energy.
0: Oh, I love it. What is the one thing within our industry that you're deeply grateful for right now?
2: You know, I would I would say that as this environment is changing right now, uh, given where we are with with COVID and the dynamics with talent, we have a tremendous opportunity to affect the path and the journey and and the future of our organizations, and the individuals within them and, and help people to fulfill personal life goals and help our organizations fulfill, fulfill their goals as they shift. So I, I'm grateful for the position of influence that we are in right now. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: That was perfect. <laughs> Way awesome. to end this. <laughs> Vivian, we are so happy you joined us today to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
1: And thank you to my co-host as well.
2: Oh, this has been a joy.
1: It really has. I think this can be a very difficult topic for a lot of people. And I think you brought a certain level of making it approachable. For us. So I really appreciate the fact that you brought a little clarity and honestly made it found like something we can really do
0: and really use.
2: So thank you. Absolutely. Great. Thank you, Stephanie.
1: And many thanks to our community for listening. Before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. We have a lot of great events each month for you to connect with fellow DCATDers. Go to DCATD.org to sign up for one today
0: love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and provide a review.